All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another video talking about 10 of the trending articles in the crypto news space. Apologies if you hear some weird pauses. I pulled a muscle in my back, and just when I move certain ways, it really acts up. But hey, um, so let's get into things as always. Thanks to everyone who subscribed, and link down in the description so you can check out all the articles we talked about. That way you can, uh, you know, do your own research. So hey, let's talk about this first article really quick. Nothing too crazy to report. Uh, the title of the article is pretty much all you need to know. Tezos hit a new all-time high at $4.41, while Bitcoin just just hasn't quite gotten to 12k. Um, so yeah, it got rejected. It slid down a little bit. Nothing too crazy as of yet. Um, although many of the top 10 are uh, retracing a bit today, the rest of the market is in the green, including Tezos. Uh, it's decided to follow in Link's footsteps. Um, earlier today, it exceeded the previous its previous high and reached $4.41 on Binance, which is pretty darn awesome. Tezos um, is a proof-of-stake cryptocurrency that uh, seems to be similar to Cardano, but is nowhere near as active, in my opinion, um, with their updates and how they do things. Now, that could just simply be the fact that um, Charles Hoskinson, the creator and current like evangelist for Cardano, is out here almost nightly playing hype man a little bit. So he's getting a lot more articles in there than the Tezos team is. Apologies if that ends up being the case, but this put Tezos in the number 11 spot, so just outside the top 10. Um, we've seen a lot of shakeups in the top 10 recently. Uh, Cardano pushed Tezos out earlier this year. XRP's flipped Tether for the number 3 spot. And Chainlink and Cardano have been chipping away at... Uh, Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin SV's heels trying to nab that coveted fifth spot. They're doing pretty decent, but no one's quite gotten there yet. But also, just so you're aware, the Just token, which we're going to talk about in a couple articles, and Yearn Finance are up 52 and 43% respectively due to announcements that Binance will be listing them on the platform. So yeah, this is just kind of like a Bam, in your face. We got some big, big coins going. Everywhere else, they're just talking about, you know, Bitcoin failed at hitting 12K and, and this, that, and the other thing, which I don't think is completely newsworthy. We're all aware that it didn't hit 12K and it's pulled back a little bit, and that's fine. Um, heck, as long as Bitcoin stays stable at 11K, I'm pretty happy because. Uh, Honestly, what will end up happening is it will stay stable for a few months and then we'll get another upward spike just like we did last time that got us here. So, whatever, do your thing, Bitcoin, and good on you, Tezos. So, let's hop over to article number two. So, there's an EOS DeFi project that's branching out with Polkadot. So, yeah, it's an EOS-based decentralized finance project called Equilibrium. Love that movie. Um worth a watch if you like action movies got christian bale in it um it's announced its plans to develop a new interoperable protocol on the polka dot blockchain um so equilibrium began as a maker dow analog over on eos but its ceo alex malikov 
told Cointelegraph that the Polkadot transition will also include an expanded suite of products. Uh, basically, is they want to improve their interoperability with both Ethereum, DeFi, and other blockchains. So their planned user experience improvement is not having to create separate accounts on Polkadot if they're not necessary. So kind of you can log into your Polkadot account and you can then participate in EOS, you can participate in Ethereum, you can participate in all these different systems. So Equilibrium getting in on that chain is not too bad of an idea. Oh man. Sorry, my back is just killing me. But um, it's a, it's kind of cool. I like how they're doing it. Uh, they chose Polkadot because that performance is an important aspect and that they like the Polkadot team. They're pretty committed to providing throughput and they have a higher degree of decentralization on the network compared to other alternatives. Um, this article then goes into a lot of like the actual details using dedicated classes of Balesmen and spreading out your assets and all this other stuff. So I highly, you know, highly suggest you guys dig down into this article if you have the time and you're interested in both Equilibrium or Polkadot or just EOS in general. But they're not ditching EOS in this, but to me, it kind of carries a negative connotation like EOS isn't enough, so we're branching out, which I don't know necessarily if that is or isn't the true factor behind it but it does make it seem like that so that's kind of unsettling for me if you're a big EOS fan um, it makes a lot of news whenever an Ethereum based project spreads out to a different blockchain but at the same time this could simply be Equilibrium trying to capture new users and by improving their cross-chain collaboration it makes it easier for them to do so. so I think that's probably more so it so for those of you kind of worried because you're big EOS people calm down a little bit this probably isn't too big of a deal for you but hey let's hop on over and talk about uh, old Justin's son and Tron you know I can't escape the news forever so DAP review revealed last week that it's top five dApps by users and according to the stamp analysis platform Tron's DeFi platform just ranked first after reaching 10.2 thousand users next closest one synthetic at 4.3 compound at 4.1 Ave had 2.2 and DeFi box at 1.5 which is pretty interesting so it has doubled the amount of users quote unquote uh, so yeah, Tron CEO Justin Sun, you know darn well, he celebrated this position that was awarded and stated it is now number one in the crypto community uh, celebrating. You know, others are kind of pointing out that, hey, it might be number one by number of users, but it's only ranking number 27 in terms of trading volume. And also, I do want to point out these are billion, hundred million dollar like market caps these DeFi projects and you've got 4.3 active users 4.1 like there's a lot of <laughs> um, you know we've talked about it before on the channel there are a lot of DeFi super users so there are whales who are just using these programs and protocols to like they lend money and then borrow it back then lend money and then borrow it back and they're just generating these massive returns and inflating these numbers while the actual amount of money held on the platform is slightly less. So with 
improving the user experience and attracting like outside people. Um, these numbers are only going to go up, but it does kind of give me this weird like bubble vibe when I, I look into it. But also, yeah, so number one in DAP review by number of users, the project is only ranked number 27th in terms of trading volume. So you have all these users, but are they active? Are they doing anything? Because it doesn't seem like they do. Just only had 21, I'm sorry, $210,000 worth of trading volume in the last 24 hours. Uh, Compound was at 270 million. It, so, eh. yeah, you got a lot of users, but your protocol's not active. So, are they active users or what? This kind of goes on with Tron's history. There's a lot of or what when I, I talk about Tron. Um, but Tron CEO just announced that BitTorrent, which Tron does own, I will be added to Tron's DeFi project. Through a strategic alliance of BitTorrent with Just, Sun said that the best DeFi projects will be built on Tron. Eh, maybe. According to him, the project will get 2 billion users by adding BTT. And he also hinted at further announcements for this. But over on Twitter, he's describing the platform as something new. Even though that platform received a lot of criticism for allegedly copying the system from Ethereum-based lending platform MakerDAO. Uh, that's kind of the theme. There's been accusations of Tron plagiarizing stuff in the past. I don't want to get into it too much. At the end of the day, no ideas are truly original in this world anymore, and they're all built on what came before. I will, however, state that if you're going to do it, you need to at least credit or cite it. Um, it's okay that Tron maybe borrowed portions of their white papers from other cryptocurrencies if they're successful cryptocurrencies. They just needed to at least say inspired by this, inspired by that, instead of claiming it as original. I think that's kind of where a lot of this criticism comes from. There's no like legal ramifications to this. These are all open source projects. They can rip off each other all they want. Nothing's copyrighted or trademarked, but it just leaves a bad taste in people's mouths. And Tron, uh, Justin Sun in particular, is very much a hype man who's chasing each fad. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, it just makes it kind of tiresome if you're not a fan. And I'm not a huge fan of him. Just personally, I do hold Tron, so I'm invested in the network, so do not uh, take my criticism as me writing it off. But yeah, hey, let's hop on over. So the Cypress SEC, or Psy SEC, they blacklisted seven investment in crypto-related websites, and we're going to talk about it in a little bit. So Cyprus, for those of you who don't know, is a major international business center and a tax haven. That's warning investors against several suspicious websites offering foreign exchange and digital currency investment. So when a tax haven is telling you to stay away, you probably need to stay away. So the Psy SEC issued a warning against seven firms. Uh, FXG Market, 24-7 First Invest, Keon Capital, ProCloud Adoptions, Crypto Trader Central, FX Grow Capital, and Market Capital. So one of these websites, the aforementioned Crypto Trade Center, um, yeah, Center is spelled without the last E, so it's just T-R instead of T-E-R. So I wonder if there's a Crypto Trade Center E-R, and they're just using that website because it's um, 
close, so you might go there by accident. But it positions itself as a multinational fintech company providing a wide range of trading services. The allegedly fraudulent firm offers trading of Forex and contact for differences on shares, indices, commodities, and cryptocurrencies on its main page of publishing. So, yeah, already, just by the names of these, it's kind of like, eh. But Psy SEC has been actively monitoring global investment services to protect investors from these fraudulent offerings. Back in May of 2020, they actually blacklisted a Binance Capital Operations website, though this Binance Capital Operations has no connection with Binance, like as we know it. They're probably just using the name again to drive traffic. Uh, it was a clone website scam that aimed to defraud investors by using corporate details of a legit company. So basically they were claiming to be affiliated with Binance to get you to trust them, to get you to log in, so then they could try to steal your stuff. So as always, I like to publish, or I'd like to publish, Jesus. I like to talk about these articles just to kind of reinforce the paranoia that we all feel that you need to keep an eye on where you're logging in. You need to keep an eye on where you're putting your money because scams like this are only going to get bigger as the cryptocurrency market continues to grow. Uh, but speaking of growth, <laughs> let's talk about one inch. So it's a DeFi protocol. Um, it's an aggregator that sources liquidity from multiple platforms. It raised nearly $3 million in a funding round led by the actual Binance Labs. So according to the press release shared with Crypto Potato, love this website, um, the successful completion of the funding round came shortly after the decentralized exchange aggregator reached a significant milestone of over $1 billion in overall volume. Massive. Awesome. Good for you, One Inch. So launched in 2019, OneInch employs smart contract technology to split a single trade across multiple decentralized exchanges. So then it allows you, you know, picks the most optimal one. It's not a bad idea. Picks, you know, it spreads it out and you can trade and swap and do all that stuff. And it, it helps make it a more smooth user interface. So I can see why a lot of people would be using it quite honestly. Uh, the funds that were raised in the first investment round will be used to grow the team further, to develop the algorithm together with new innovative products, and to run marketing activities. Uh, we believe that the gold rush in DeFi is in full swing and that One Inch has the full potential to become the first DeFi unicorn company. Uh, this is per CEO and co-founder of One Inch, Sergey Kunz. So pretty good for One Inch. Yeah. Oh man. So they they just released a new, you know, search algorithm for all this stuff um, and an automated market maker is coming or it is here it's called MooniSwap, kind of like UniSwap to resolve major issues of impairment loss by reducing arbitrage earnings while increasing liquidity providers earnings. So yeah, big mum lum 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 mumbo jumbo there for those of us. But basically, if you provide liquidity to the network, you can earn some sweet, sweet moolah. Uh, one of the upcoming projects scheduled for an August launch is an algorithm that utilizes the one-inch API to respond in less than a second to find the best trading paths and is completely free for business-to-business -business integrations. So not too bad for them. I could see if it's successful. Um, you know, I can honestly see Binance maybe looking at it. If it's free for them to integrate, 
Gotta love it. Uh, Binance strategy officer Jin Zhao and good old CEO CZ spoke on the funding round and Binance's involvement with One Inch. According to Chow, both companies began working together shortly after One Inch launched last year. So they've got a nice relationship with Binance. They're offering a pretty good product. They have over $1 billion in volume and they just secured $3 million. So keep an eye on One Inch. That would be my opinion for you. <laughs> Um, I definitely am probably going to add it to my list of cryptos that I watch. Um, I don't own any one-inch token if there is one, but uh, yeah, I'll be looking into it. So, all right, just like that. Dang, five articles down. Sweet. All right, let's hop on over number six. So Russia is uh, making some moves. So. A major financial watchdog in Russia is developing a new cryptocurrency analytics tool to trace major cryptos like Bitcoin and privacy coins. So Monero, Dash, and Zcash holders, beware. Uh, dubbed the Transparent Blockchain, the new system is designed to track the movement of digital financial assets and identify crypto service providers to fight illicit activity, quote unquote, related to digital assets. According to the report, the new system is likely going to be able to partially reduce anonymity of transactions involving Bitcoin, Ether, Omni, as well as more privacy-focused coins like Dash and Monero. Dash has received criticism in the past for being kind of easy to track. Monero, historically, is pretty hard. So if they're developing a tool that might make that easier to track, oh, it's a little concerning. Of course, that would probably just mean the Monero you know, developers spread out across the world will come up with counter measures for it. So the project has reportedly been funded by an extra budgetary resources so far, but will require additional funding. According to preliminary data, the Russian transparent blockchain will require 760 million rubles or $10.3 million from the federal Russian budget from 2021 until 2023. So get this ongoing funding so that way they can continue to develop and continue to push things forward. Um, I mean, it's inevitable that governments are going to do this, so I wouldn't get too concerned by it because if you aren't expecting it, you aren't paying attention to um, how the world works. However, I would focus on how these privacy-focused coins, how the people who are developing on them are going to figure out ways to counteract and the coins that are developing those countermeasures, if you're a big privacy-focused person, those would be the ones to try to gravitate to, as opposed to the ones who pay lip service to it and claim they're private when in actuality their code's been broken, like the German Enigma machine in the 1940s. That's all I'm gonna say. But, um, you know, Russia has been in the news lately. I did talk about it. They passed, you know, some major cryptocurrency related laws um, it'll prohibit which prohibits the use of you know bitcoin as payment you can hold it you can trade it you can swap it in and back and forth but you cannot buy things with it which is an interesting kind of way to um, regulate it but i suppose it makes sense they're not banning it they're just making it so that way if you want to buy anything in russia you got to use cash or card which is much easier for the banks to track nowadays so yeah, bit of eh news, but important to talk about so that we were aware it's going on. Uh, here's a fun one. 
a woman was jailed in Australia. So they stole, she and an accomplice stole, what was at the time, $400,000 in XRP. Uh, the court made the decision after a nearly year-long trial, and it is the first instance of cryptocurrency-related jail time in Australia. So this woman, Catherine Nguyen, is uh, blazing a trail for the rest of us, I guess. <laughs> Um, she hacked the man's cryptocurrency account back in January of 2018 and changed the two-factor authentication code to her mobile number. This allowed her to transfer the victim's XRP holdings, which is worth over 400k at the time, to her account. Um, she used multiple like different exchanges to try to shuffle the funds around, but she didn't actually cash the money out. She tried to trade it um, and eventually lost most of it and then she started a handbag repair business so i don't know this is a probably the weird one of the day though i have another interesting story for us later down the line um but yeah it's really notable besides the weirdness of how she didn't cash out any of the money and then open a handbag repair business i don't know why that's relevant but it's just mostly notable because she's the first australian citizen arrested and jailed uh, they did arrest another man in Sydney for creating multiple online accounts to launder money with Bitcoin, but this is the first time they're sending anyone over to jail over a hack. She hacked and got $400,000? Like, you could have just swapped that stuff to Monero, and then she changed it to her phone number? Like, I... You're just asking to get caught. I'm sorry. But... Uh... Criminals be criminals. All right, let's hop on over. So, Hoskinson proposes staking guilds, DAOs, and portfolios on Cardano. I actually kind of like this one. Uh, so, he explained, you know, the standards are of great importance for the further development of Cardano, and they like having high standards. This also applies in the area of stake pools, where he considers it is desirable that they form staking guilds. So, if stake pools could agree on common standards and negotiate other things by forming these guilds, uh, with the launch of DC Fund, there could be a vote to decide whether or not to form these guilds to counteract concerns of decentralization. The guilds should be organized as DAOs or decentralized autonomous organizations. So Hoskinson was quoted as saying, you know, people can share and curate them. So you can say, I'm really interested in water projects in Africa. Well, here's five stake pool operators doing those things. Or I'm interested in people subsidizing the client development, blah, 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 blah. Or I just want to maximize profits. So I actually don't mind that idea, making it easier to see what each staking pool represents and what they're pushing for. So that way you can see which ones you want to participate in so you can support the projects you care most about. And if what you care about most is making a crap ton of money, you can, you can uh, delegate to those regardless. So, But according to him, the implementation of all the ideas he's talking about uh, will be coming. Uh, he believes very firmly that these staking guilds are coming and that we're going to get curated profiles of staking at some point very soon. We're going to do our part to make the software better, add more features and functions. Um, he did emphasize later on in this whiteboard video that you know community feedback is important as well. Um, for those of you who are aware Cardano is transitioning to its proof-of-stake program, I believe by the 18th they should be fully fully good to go, but don't quote me on that date. But that hands more and more control over to the community, so Cardano, 
according to Hoskinson's previous statements, um, the foundation and IOHK are going to start stepping back farther and farther to allow the community to take more and more control, especially once Gogan and Voltaire are fully released and implemented. And eventually they'll be completely hands-off while the network runs itself based off the community. So, eh, pretty interesting idea. Um, I like it. Um, I have Daedalus on my computer. It's not too bad. It's definitely improved from the version like 1.2 that I started with, this 2.1 version. Um, much easier to use. Blockchain syncs much, much faster. All that fun stuff. Um, it doesn't die on you because your computer restarted and you now have to re-download everything and restore your wallet. That was a frustrating few months. Um, but all these things um, add up to a crypto that is bent, hell bent on improving itself and that is what's going to make Cardano number one in my opinion. So, um, so what is Ethereum's total supply? What is it? Well, so over on Twitter, Bitcoiners insist that Ethereum's total supply is impossible to calculate. Um, Ethereum's are saying it's kind of easy and it's just been going back and forth for a week. Uh, there's no true limit on Ethereum's cryptocurrency. Instead, its supply does increase every year while Bitcoin has that built-in function that will eventually cap off at 21 million Bitcoin sometime in the 2140s, I believe. So we got a while yet, but the Ethereum community just can't figure it out according to these guys. I'm assuming this is all kind of like good-natured ribbing back and forth. I'm sure some of it is kind of meh. Um, so Ben Edgerton of Teku, who's an Ethereum 2.0 client operator, said it's not in principle very difficult. It's just not something that people are particularly interested in. So methods to do it haven't been implemented. Um, and he did all this blah, 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 back and back, back and forth stuff. You know, calculating Ethereum supply. It's not like Bitcoin where stuff is just mined. Um, there's Genesis rewards, mining rewards, uncle rewards, self-destruction of rewards. Yeah. So... You guys know Genesis rewards came from the creation of everything. The mining rewards come from everything that was mined. These uncle rewards are given for blocks that nearly get into the blockchain but don't quite get there. They exist primarily in order to improve decentralization and they can actually have children called nephews. Oh yeah, so it's complicated. Uh, they're issued with a delay of up to six blocks and can form up to 87% of the block reward, making them crucial to account for but tricky to calculate. Very much. Uh, in addition, Ethereum can be erased from the network when a smart contract is set to self-destruct and sends the remaining funds to itself and just kind of dies. So Ethereum's got a lot of complex stuff going on with it and it has no hard like upward cap as of right now. Um, but yeah, you know, this Holst Swede guy, uh, he sees it as important that it can be calculated, but it can easily. Um, but of course, you know, all the Bitcoin people over the weekend were kind of ribbing them back because different price aggregators and different people looking for it all came to different numbers. Um, you know, they're all in what looks to be the 112, 112 million range, like between like 111 million dollars to 113 million 
113 million Ethereum, uh, not dollars. So you could kind of argue that at the very least, you can say roughly 112 to 113 is what they're thinking it's going to be. But, you know, Bitcoin people are obviously a lot more obsessed with this. At the end of the time, all this stuff, once we get Ethereum 2.0, it, it's going to change. Um, you know, will they still issue for sure Ethereum rewards? Or will you just get rewarded for validating um, transactions on the chain with the oh, transaction fees? No one is quite sure as of right now. So it's something to keep an eye on. But hey, rounding out things with number 10, a little feel-good story for you. $300,000 worth of Bitcoin was trapped in an encrypted zip file, um, and they broke in. So Pyrofex C Corp CTO Michael Stay, uh, he once broke open an encrypted file to rescue $300,000 worth of Bitcoin for an anonymous Russian investor. I'm sure that is exactly what they wanted to do. So according to Stay, the investor purchased the Bitcoin for only 10K back in 2016, but having placed his funds in the encrypted file and forgetting the password to it, it seemed like he had lost the Bitcoin forever. Um, so Stay has worked for Google. He's a security engineer and he's actually written like dozens of password cracker guys, guides. Um, he realized early on that the file encryption was pretty robust and he didn't have a lot of information to go off of. You know, the investor was unable to recall key information. It didn't really trust him. I mean, I'd be a little wary over $300,000 myself. So I can see why this seemed kind of um, insurmountable at first. Um, he thought the process would take months, but then he recruited uh, his CEO, Nash Foster, to cut the task down to just a few days. Um, and it cost them $7,000 to end up doing. Uh, Stay suggested it would have been much higher if the old encryption software had been updated. I read a different article about this. So the anonymous investor split the rewards and Stay got $100,000 or, you know, 33% of the pool for, well, you know, what was that? A, probably a month or two of work. So not a bad payday for him by any means. Um, but yeah, I read another article about this. Originally, he thought the operation to do it was going to end up costing like thirty dollars or $40,000. Um, and he wanted that as well as, you know, payment upon completion. But because he recruited Nash Foster, they were able to not just cut down the time, but cut down the price. So um, when people think of security on your, you know, your crypto private keys, you know, you fear it's going to get stolen. So you try to hide it as much as you can, but in reality, it's much more likely to just get lost um, than stolen. That's not to say you shouldn't, you know, secure things, but you know, if you're gonna put it on an encrypted zip file, buy yourself a nice um, leather-bound book from Amazon, Target, Walmart, any place. You know, write your private keys down on that and put that in a safety deposit box in a bank or in a fire safe that is bolted to the floor of your house. Um, and then if you, you know, forget the password to your encrypted zip file, you do have it. Um, the idea is you store things, you know, securely and safely, but in multiple locations. So if one is compromised, you don't lose everything.
but hey so yeah that was 10 trending articles in the crypto news space we did it oh my back god that muscle okay shouldn't have done that hey let's hop over and look at coin market cap so as you can see bitcoin's back at 11,600 down two per two six percent on the day ethereum's down two percent as well xrp's down by 0.75 bitcoin cash took a four percent dip Chainlink took an eight percent dip but it's still at like twelve dollars and fifty cents so eh, calm down like or bitcoin sv's down five percent litecoin's down three cardano's down three and a half and binance coin is down 3.76 so a lot of down 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 Tezos had a bit of a shrinkage back from its 441. It's number 12 in market cap with crypto.com coin at number 11. But ooh, VeChain popping up to 18. I believe it was 19th last time I looked, so good on them. Uh, look, guys, a lot of these you know, coins are retracting because they've had some pretty bombastic runs lately. Nothing too big or too crazy to report. All we can do is watch. If the trend continues, then I would say we should start to get concerned. But as of right now, it's just another day in the cryptocurrency space. So as always, if you've made it this far, please subscribe. Um, you don't understand how much that helps me when you do. That way you can get all these fun updates and hear me talk every day. Um, I did find out I'm going to be leaving my current job and starting a new one. So in the next few weeks, you might notice that the upload timing of the videos might change a little bit. So I do appreciate you bearing with me as I adjust to the new normal. And then I will be again adjusting to a new normal when the baby shows up in three months. So gotta love life, but I do really enjoy doing this for all of you guys. So please comment, you know, shoot me a message. It, I really do appreciate it. But that's enough of me um, talking about how much I love all of you. Have a great afternoon, evening, and day. Talk to you soon. Peace.